All right, it's time for step number three in the podcast niche domination formula. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. Podcastification is all about you, teaching you how to podcast, how to put into practice the best practices that I and my team have learned in working with hundreds of clients. You are going to podcast better from listening to this show. If you like what you hear on Podcastification, please just hit the pause button, swipe to the sharing function on your app, and share this episode with somebody you know will benefit. And if you'd like to get in on more Podcastification goodness, you can do it by subscribing to our Podcast Optimizer email series. And I promise you, you won't get lots of junk. You'll just get one actionable email a week. Go to podcastfasttrack.com slash optimizer. That is enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Welcome back to Podcastification. I hope you're putting these steps into action. I know you're busy. I know you have other commitments. I know that your podcast, your nine to five job, your family, all that stuff takes up your bandwidth. I get it. But the things you learn on podcasts like this are not going to benefit you. If you don't at least systematically, step by step, chip away at it and get one thing at a time done so that you can make these things really work for your podcast. So file this away. Get back to it if you don't have time right now. This stuff is important for the longevity and audience building of your podcast. So let's review a little bit. We've already covered the first two steps. The first one was notice and awareness. The second was quality and helpfulness. So now it's time to get to the third step, originality and appeal. In my view, we are right at the tail end of the interview someone famous in your industry and get an audience phase of podcasting. Now, the reason I think that's true is because the podcastosphere is saturated with those types of shows. Okay, well, we're probably not entirely saturated yet, but we're getting pretty close. And I'm not the only person who thinks so. Scott Galloway, professor at NYU, said this about podcasting in the year 2020. He said, The podcasts of the highest quality at the top of the charts will reap the lion's share of the benefits. Niche podcasts that truly add value will also survive and do well. But reheated Joe Rogan imitators, that's going to fall off the face of a cliff. If you already have one of those kinds of shows running and is doing well, then you've got a leg up on the competition. But if you're struggling to get an audience with that kind of a format, maybe you know why now. If you're considering starting a show that is an interview-based show, I recommend you tweak that decision based on the recommendations that I'm about to give you. Because no matter where you are in your podcasting journey, you can make changes. Did you know that? Big changes, little changes, it doesn't matter. It's one of the things I love about podcasting. It's very forgiving. You can make changes and your audience will get used to it. And one of the changes you should make is to make your show more original and therefore more appealing. That's what this section of the podcast niche domination formula is all about. Consider these things. Number one, 
Podcasts are as much entertainment as they are education. And entertainment has to be, well, entertaining. So so look at what you're doing with your show currently. Is there anything you can add to it to spice it up? Different music, transition sounds, other voices, some sort of ambiance or sound effects. Now, you want to be careful here and not overdo it. You know, you don't want to sound like an Atari game from 1970s and 80s. You want to be professional. And you will likely get some negative feedback about changes from existing listeners. But wisely make the attempt to improve what you're doing and give it time. Keep changing things little by little. And overall, your listeners are going to come to love it. Now, let me give you an example. One of the shows that does this really well is a show one of my clients does. His name is Roger Whitney, and he does a show called The Retirement Answer Man. Retirement is one of those points in your life when maybe for a long time, you're able to organize your life exactly how you want to. And we're going to explore that today on the Retirement Answer Man Show. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Roger Whitney. I am your host. And this is the show dedicated to helping you not just survive retirement. No, we want you to rock retirement by making a lot of intentional decisions. Welcome to 2021. I'm excited for this year. Now, if you're not into retirement topics, that's okay. You should go check out an episode of Roger's show. I'm going to put a link to one of his episodes in the description for this episode that you can find in the podcast player. The reason I think it's important to listen is because what Roger's done is he's broken his show down into segments. He uses transition sounds and segments effectively. And his humor and his laid-back approach come out loud and clear. He's being original by being himself. So what could you do along that line to not only make your show more entertaining, but to reap the rewards of the domino effect that it sets in motion? What do I mean by the domino effect? Well, the more entertainment you're able to put into your show, the more fun it's going to be for your listeners, which means there's a better listener experience which means you have a happier audience, which means they're going to turn out to be long-term followers, listeners, subscribers. Do you get the picture? Now, is there any way you can be more yourself? You know, it's amazing how much being yourself multiplies into audience attraction. When you are you, those who see the world the way you do tend to like the way that you talk about things. Not only that, they tend to trust you more quickly and buy your stuff if you're selling stuff, or in this case, subscribe to your podcast more rapidly. Let me give you another example of a show that does this well. This is a client show called Wingnut Social by Darla Powell. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. Today's podcast is a bonus episode. <laughs> right off the bat. And I have farts.
I love it. I'm, I'm <clears throat> sorry, sorry, Benjamin. <clears throat> I got a frog. Please stand by while we process your request. Good boy, Mango. Darla shared with me that a long time ago, she learned that it was much simpler and a lot less hassle in her life if she would just be her wingnut self. That's what she calls herself. She attracts her ideal clients as an interior designer by just being herself. And she lets them know what to expect from her before they actually meet by being herself. And of course, there are boundaries of propriety here, but you get the idea. The more you that you can be, the more you will shine through. And guess what? Most podcast listeners actually like the host of the shows that are their favorites. And that's you, if you have listeners. Let's talk about another thing you can do to increase the originality or the appeal of your podcast. And let's approach this from the standpoint of, say, you've got an educational or how-to podcast. If you're going to do that kind of a show, you've got to be relevant and actionable. You see, one of the reasons I've personally tired of those tried and not so true interview format podcasts is because they become less and less applicable to me over time. You see, the guests seem to vomit up the same drivel as every other guest or the same talking points that they have done on every other podcast interview they've ever done. And there's a big lesson to learn there. If you're going to do a podcast that is helping people learn or do something or change something, it had better be super practical and super relevant to where people are right then, not just the latest regurgitation of some famous author. So look at what you're doing with your show currently. Can you offer clear step-by-step -step instructions in a better or more effective format than you are now? Perhaps some kind of a downloadable action sheet that you provide for every episode. Could you modify your audio format to include a summary that includes action points your listeners can take right away? Can you integrate your podcast episodes into a community of some sort, a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group or something to encourage and support listeners more with the specifics that you cover on your show? Can you create some sort of a joint venture or a partnership with your guests if you insist on having guests? so that the two of you together can bring about some sort of a synergistic, valuable thing that helps your listeners take action on what they've heard. And then maybe you should think about this. Do you need to take things to an entirely new level? What I'm thinking of here is this issue of brand podcasts. If you haven't heard the term brand podcasts, you probably are going to hear it more and more as time goes on. It's a term that's coming to describe the highly produced, truly entertaining, and amazing content many brands are using to elevate awareness of their industry and their brand. Some examples that I can walk through here for you is one called IRL, produced by Mozilla, the folks that produce Firefox. There's another called Life After, and then has a sequel season called The Message. It's produced by GE, and this one is a full-on audio drama that highlights the kind of technology that GE is using and developing. There's another show called Choiceology that's produced by Charles Schwab. Choiceology has a host and it has lots of interviews, but they're woven in with a variety of voices and a number of different people 
who are bringing content that relates to the topic of the episode. Now, here's a few things that each one of these examples has in common. Number one, they are fun and amazing to listen to. Number two, therefore, they are engaging. And number three, they have tons of time and effort put into them, which means expense as well. Now, I often listen to these and other brand podcasts to learn better audio production and sound design techniques. And they are so engaging that I often forget to pay attention to how they're doing the cool things they are doing. So I would recommend you do the same. Pick out these three. Pick out some other brand podcasts that you enjoy and listen very carefully to how they're doing what they're doing. You might be able to imitate some of those things and make your show one of those shows that stands apart. And that is if you're willing to invest in it. Now, that doesn't have to mean a monetary investment, but it's at least going to mean a time investment. You can't expect to produce the same old, same old and have new audiences appreciate it like the old audiences did. You're going to have to make some changes. The moral of the story in all of this is this. The podcastosphere is getting busier and busier, noisier and noisier. To stand out, you have to be unique. You have to create something that's more valuable. And you need to add something to the listening experience that people want to hear and consume. In essence, you've got to begin thinking bigger. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes, all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Bye.